no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look way down the river, and what do you think I see? I see a band of angels, and they're coming after me. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look down yonder, Gabriel. Put your feet on the land and see. But Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet till you hear from me. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? The C&D Express is back in business. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to episode number 58 of the C&D Express podcast. Uncle D is in the catbird seat. Riding alongside me is uh, the super producer, Matthew Alfaro, and my man, a brother from another mother, Nelson Enoch Green. Gentlemen, how are you doing? First, you chip. How you feeling, brother? Oh. Feels like there's a jellyfish gangbang going on in my lungs, but other than that, I'm all right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he is creative as hell. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta throw in a, a cough for good measure as well. And to make sure that we understood the whole nuance of jellyfish orgy in his lungs right now all right so for the past four or five days actually a little more than that um i've been fighting a pretty damn bad case of pneumonia which means there's oh is that what you have yeah which means that there's fluid and mucus and stuff rolling around in my lungs and it's extra fucking pleasant and by extra pleasant, you mean unpleasant as hell. I mean, if I could deep throw the shop vac, turn it on, get all this shit out, probably would right now. Jesus, the, the visuals. Oh, my God. You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Now we have a, a a distinctive visual of exactly what's going on with Chip. Um, Matthew, you can, pause, I, I, you can pause so everyone can hold that picture in their minds for a moment if you like. Yeah, we're going to move on. Matthew, how you feeling today, sir? Uh, I'm 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 pretty good. Uh, I'm cold, but that's winter. Uh huh. It's definitely winter. I think the uh, temperature around the temperature in the DC area went down twenty 
five degrees between yesterday and today. So it's those of you to maybe snow tomorrow, at least I've heard. So I heard, yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to be like, getting some snow. Like reaching twenty six or something. Yeah, it's supposed to be rough. Oh, I put up we... I was put I started putting up uh what is it, Christmas decorations or like lights in the front of the house actually. Yeah, I was gonna ask if anybody had their uh, Christmas stuff. Yep, you we, we got a uh, we got a butt naked tree up in the in the house right now, <laughs> but we haven't uh we haven't done too much um as of yet. Yep, are you putting up a tree this year? Probably, Probably just tree. go with whatever the family puts up. Okay. Around here. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Alright. Well, as far as myself goes, everything is uh, moving and grooving. No uh, major, nothing to announce. Just uh, trying to maintain, trying to stay trying to stay healthy and sane at the same time. Uh, two Saturdays ago, myself and the uh, missus got our boosters, so Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We I feel I feel much better. Especially after finding out about the uh the vac the F the efficacy of the uh J and J vaccine that I got. Apparently after two months <laughs> I was pretty much unvaccinated. So oh, wait, Rick, what? Yeah, um of the vac the efficacy of the J and J vaccine, I think started to wear down after the first after the first two months. I guess for everybody else it was like four or five or something like that. But for, you know, those of us who got the J and J, it was like after two. So I was uh pretty much play I was uh pretty much uh gambling gambling with it up until I got the booster. So but I did get a uh a Pfizer booster so and it, Apparently, it starts to work immediately, so I am. Uh, I can consider myself vaccinated again. How'd you feel? Were there any side effects? I did not get any at all. Um, I didn't even get. Um, didn't even get uh, sight injection pain. Know that um, wife did uh, forty-eight hours after the fact, and she was feeling pretty cruddy. And I don't know if it had anything to do with the shot or not, but um, I know that for myself, I didn't have any side effects, which I was grateful for. I can't remember if I felt anything. Then again, I think I took a different one than you did because I did not have J and J. Took uh, was it Moderna? I think you took. I think it was Moderna. As far as the booster goes, I got the um, got the Pfizer booster. So. Um, after the J and J, I had I, I went home and had a really good nap, and I think, <laughs> yeah, and I think after after this one, I came home had a really good nap. But to be honest with you, I'd have probably taken a damn nap anyway. So, but um, other than that, I had absolutely no side effects at all. And you know, these the vaccines affects affect people differently. Some people have no side effects. Some people it 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 puts them down. So, um. I was lucky, I suppose, and I'm grateful for that fact. Have you guys gotten boosted yet? Uh, yeah, I did. I think, uh, I know, last month, actually. Oh, wait, no, this month. No, last month. Yeah, last month, I was right. 
Okay. I should really I've know this. I've never been that too strong. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> um, do you know? Do you know what you've got <laughs> for real? I mean, <laughs> he's got pneumonia. That's all he knows. No, I'm talking about you <laughs> running around. Um, last month, uh, two months ago. Um, what what's happened to you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, it, I got it, I got it, I got the. Where is it? First off, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure, you man. Stuff? You know, I'll hold up. Let me consult the sacred scrolls. I have the card. Give me a second. I'll be right back. May have given him a placebo for real. He may have not. Oh no, they didn't. <laughs> he may have got you sugar water for all they know. One would think you would remember getting a piece of metal jammed okay, yeah. into you. So I got the Moderna one uh, November 16th. Okay. Alright. Alright. That works. Good. I have not gotten mine yet. Hmm? Um... Don't you want to get your 5G superpowers? Actually, I really do. Um, <laughs> um, I was actually slated to do it last week, and then this. So, uh, right, you can't right. get it when you're, when you're sick. Yeah. Right. But once this clears up, I'll get it. I mean, that's the only disappointing thing about getting the booster, you know, and even getting a Pfizer booster. I didn't get, you know, I had no superpowers. You know, I wasn't able to pick up, you know, NASA or nothing along those lines. You know, n nothing stuck to me, you know, except for poverty. But other than that, nothing, nothing, no metal objects stuck to me. I wasn't able to control things with my mind. It sucked. That's a damn shame, man. It's bullshit. It's it's it's, it's, it's really it's, a waste. It's truly it's truly garbage. I, I all I wanted was one simple superpower. I I don't even want to be able to read minds because I don't really want to know what the fuck anybody really <laughs> thinks about me. I'm not that concerned. But I at least wanted to be able to you know maybe <laughs> metal objects or you know move other objects with my mind. I I'm I'm cool with telekinesis. I'd be cool with that. I mean, hell, I would have even taken, like, talk to plants or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know. Maybe some, some, some good Aquaman shit, maybe. Talk right. to my fish, you know? You know? <sighs> Could have gotten, you know, communicate with wife. <laughs> understand. <laughs> how, how does... How, under, how understand, understand women... women. How understand? Yes, yes, understand women. That's a superpower right there. Be the broad whisperer. <laughs> I love the fact Not. that you use the term broad. <laughs> well, I was going to say dame, but somebody might get offended. <laughs> See, I like dame as a word. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Cool. yeah, but you know, I can't tell a I can't tell a woman what she can and cannot be offended by. So, aims broad. I'm mean, sure you, you know. could. You just, it just won't end well for you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's every good, there's every good chance that you know I might get smacked. So you know, it is say, what it is. You, know, you can absolutely do that. You just have to switch political parties. 
<laughs> nice. Sick burn there, brother. Sick burn. Yeah. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say I didn't say what they could be offended. You didn't say what they could be offended by, or did you say what I can what they can do with their bodies? Which one was it? Because I'm I'm not exactly sure. I mean Don't they try all that shit? I mean, you know, just a little a little of this, a little of that, you know. I mean, everyone tries to dictate what's offensive nowadays, I think. I think the three of us and maybe two other people we know are the only ones who don't, but it just seems like, you know, some groups do it more often than others. Yeah, and and I think, you know, I I still believe that it takes a special kind of asshole to, you know, as a man to tell a woman what she can and can't do with her body, but, you know, that's just me. (laughs) Unfortunately, this world is filled with special assholes. There are, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed, there are. So, um, in that vein, uh, Chip, as I like to say, as I like to say all the time, what is on your creepy mind today? <laughs> oh, actually, nothing, nothing really creepy, just, um, I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with that one, too. Look. It's the holiday season. Okay? Ah. Uh, okay. The okay. time of miracles. The, the old holiday season excuse. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll give him a pass because he's, work, he's working sick. So, you know, he... Besides a, a a sincere lack of lung capacity, you know the the old the old brain may be a little foggy right now. <laughs> so I've got one one serious thing, and then maybe we can close with something fun. But um, the, the first thing that really comes to my mind is the story of Everson Griffin. Um, I posted a little bit about it on Facebook last week, and it just harkens back to to something that has become um, really important to me. Uh, Everson Griffin is currently under contract for the Minnesota Vikings. He's not playing for the Minnesota Vikings, um, but he's under contract with them. Um, a few weeks ago, um, authorities up there in Minnesota received call from him saying that someone was trying to break into his house. Um, When they arrived, he had barricaded himself into his home and he started posting some really troubling videos um, of himself brandishing a gun and talking about people trying to get him and things of that nature. And he, uh, he holed up in his house for two weeks or 14 whole days for finally getting talked down and coming out and, and going to get help. Um, I, I say this all the time. I, I am part of like 
17 groups, 17 categories is probably a better term. Um, that only really knows about mental health as something intellectual. Um, am male, am African American, am middle aged. Um, I am a classic nerd. By classic nerd, I mean I've been a nerd. Since times where, you know, nerds were not running the world. Mm-hmm. And nerds were reviled and taunted and stuff like that. Um, I, I I was an athlete at some point. Nowhere near on that level, but I was. <laughs> at some point, yes. Yeah, it's been a long time. But... Stories like this resonate with me. So hard and so loud. <clears throat> because, I mean, you, you look at this guy and we look at professional athletes and they are widely regarded as people who have it all. You know, they have celebrity. They have a certain amount of power and influence. They have money. Um, we talk a lot about those who fail to use those privileges properly. I'll be generous and put it that way. But somebody like Everson Griffin, um, I guarantee you there's not a lot of mental health focus in his past. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of, you know, be the best, grind, push through it. All that other stuff. Um, it's, it's potentially a killer. And we, and by we, I mean males, not only have been bad about our own mental health for so long, but we have been actively encouraged to ignore it. And it's it's only now that we are really understanding because we're talking about it and we're being more open about it and we are not casting it in a negative light. We're not projecting it as a weakness anymore. Um, That we're starting to take it seriously. But I... I know all three of us have, at least at times, struggled with great depression. And who knows what else. Um, I look at all the things that could have happened to this guy. Surrounding this guy. Um, He could have hurt himself. Could have hurt any number of other people. Somehow, some way, we are still not paying enough attention to men's mental health. We still have this archaic, draconian definition of 
toughness and of manhood. And as I look back on a lot of the decisions that I have made, and understand, you know, for a long time, I looked I looked at myself and I said, you know, not the prettiest, not in the best shape, not the most handsome, any of those things. So that left me with seeking to be the smartest, the toughest. And with the exception of some, some injuries gotten really fucking lucky because that attitude if I had gone different directions, if I had gone down a different path that attitude um, combined combined with some poor mental health I mean that could have been deadly Mm -hmm. that could have been really deadly and we're still we're still making memes of men crying as jokes. And I'm just wondering when, when we're really going to get it. Are we really going to get it? You know, we are, we are at a new unprecedented time in history. And I'm both glad to be a part of it and sad that I have to be a part of it. But, you know, people have had to die for us to really take police violence and systemic racism seriously. Um, what's going to have to happen not only for us to really take men's mental health seriously as a society, but even individually, because when you look at people like us and like me who still have an older mentality, a, if you want to put it this way, not quite as evolved mentality, um, it's, it, it's tough to get us to open up. You know, I, I, I've said this before. If someone like me or like Darren, and, and that's not to excuse, that, that's not to, to push Matt out of this. It's the fact that it's just that Matt's generation and Matt's categories are just so much better at this than we are. So once again, all credit to them. Um, someone like one of us actually opens up. I don't think people really understand just how important and how monumental that is and how much that took for that man to allow himself to be vulnerable, allow himself to put himself out there, even if it's just in a one-on-one situation. Um, you know, I, I, I put out there, take no excuses, take no excuses. 
because I know people like me are harder to get through and harder to get to open up than some others. And a lot of that is because when we have opened up and when we have given people those opportunities, they've dropped the ball. Mm. Or they've just decided it, 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 it wasn't worth expenditure of emotional energy. And all that does is make us shut back down. Mm. You know, um, the people in your world, not just the women, not just the children, require time and effort, require a certain amount of handling, and you have to figure out what that handling is. You got to understand that person opens up to you or that person invites you in. You may be the only person that he trusts enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And and I get how heavy that is. I get what sort of a responsibility that is. But that makes it all the more important that you step up. I have always felt that things like this need to be need to be a loop, need to be a chain. You help someone with their shit, and when your shit gets too heavy, someone helps you someone helps you with yours, and someone helps them with theirs, and then someone helps them with theirs, and all the way around. Um because that's the only way it works. We're all carrying heavy shit around. But to think that people turn away from anybody. Um, you know, a, a, a situation like that. And Kristen Griffin, not a small dude. He plays on the defensive line. He, he's not a kicker. Yeah. He goes off. You know, it, it, it's going to take some, it's going to take some doing to get him under control. I mean, he is potentially a very, very dangerous person if he snaps, not only to himself, but to others. And I think people need to really realize just just how bad it can be to mess that up, mess up support. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. Well, um, piggybacking off of what you said, um, I believe that there is a there's a tide turning, and I do believe that the younger generation, like you were saying before, people, um, you know, in, in Matt's uh, age age group, the next generation down are definitely um, leading the way. Um, They aren't encumbered by toxic masculinity. They are, um, their definitions of toughness are far different than ours. And they're able to express themselves emotionally in a way that, you know, we we were always, we were coming up um, repressed in doing. So, it's a little bit easier for them 
thankfully. But I think that I do believe that there's there's you're right about the fact that um, we don't check the box on mental health enough. We don't. Um, when when athletes started taking um they started taking charge of their own mental health uh it, and this is only in recent times it's become revolutionary you know because they they never did that before and doing so uh many of those athletes are leading the way um you know, it's 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 a bit. It's becoming more commonplace for people to say, you know, what I need a mental helper, especially in the middle of a, especially in the middle of a pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. where we're all feeling it a little bit or feeling it to a certain extent. I recently had a doctor's visit where my doctor asked me, um, "How's your mental health?" And you know, I said I was, you know, I'm I'm okay because I'm I'm still moving around i'm still doing things um I'm, and i also have outlets to let certain things go and if i need to talk to somebody i have outlets for that as well so which i think that we we all need we all need to have somebody to talk to either professionally or just somebody that you can either vent to or bounce things off of or anything like that to be able to release the pressure because this is a tremendous amount of pressure that we're under. We're in the middle of a pandemic, a deadly pandemic where we have lost so many people. And, you know, if you watch the news, we're constantly getting gaslit about, you know, um, how dangerous it is. Uh, People are downplaying it for political gain um you so you 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 want to believe uh, certain things but you're being told not to um you know and all of that wears on you um and that's only one aspect of it um at, professional athletes are under a a different amount of a different pressure which is a tremendous amount of pressure um they're in the middle of a pandemic, but they're also supposed to be professional athletes, and they have these multitude of responsibilities. Um, and to top it all off, they're getting cracked in the head, <laughs> you know, 30, oh. t- 30 to 40 times a game. So, you know, there is a lot of... They're, they as athletes deal with a lot. We as people deal with a lot. We as men deal with a lot. Ladies deal with a lot. We're all dealing with it. We're all uh, experiencing it in a multitude of different ways. And it's important that we have outlets for what we're dealing with um, and how to handle it. Because if we don't, then, like you said, it explodes in ways that are not healthy and once that happens you don't want to be somebody who you know it happens and something happens in a way that you can't come back from so you know 
you cannot you, you you cannot your mental health enough. You you can't take care of your mental health enough. You have to be able to you know find a way. If if so, you know uh, if you got an outlet, by all means, explore that outlet as much as possible. If you need to find somebody to talk to, to find somebody to talk to. Um, you know, and make sure it's somebody that will, you know, either a professional or somebody who will be a, a good sounding board. Um, because like you said, Chip, a bad sounding board will jack your stuff all up. So, um, I totally agree with the idea that you have to be able to, um, you, you have to recognize that, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And then we have to be able to, you know, deal with it from there because, you know, um, these, these pressures are not going away and we have to be able to handle them in a way that allows us to be able to live our lives. So, Matthew, do you have any thoughts? Um... I definitely agree that it's more, at least for my generation, it's a lot more accepting uh, to, you know, not have to do the whole tough guy thing. And that I pretty, I, I quite appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah. And y'all, y'all's generation, my dad's generation, you know, the boomers, call them whatever, uh, did not have that, uh. Not really the the ability to to actually do that, and it's you know it's it's proven to you know be pretty difficult in the long run, strenuous at least as well. Uh, having to try and you know keep everything to yourself, which is I I can't quite really imagine to do that doing that because I like to be like an an open book pretty much to anyone that you know I come against. Yeah, but uh. It it's it's not it hasn't been held it has not it has been to our detriment as parents as well i believe how so we expect a certain amount of because of the way that we came up we expect a certain we we transfer that to our uh, kids to okay yeah i see what you mean now i get that you no know, if you come up hard mm -hmm. all you know so hard you you you, you you transfer that onto your kids. And, you know, like I said, that's not necessarily the healthiest way to handle handle stress, handle things. Because things come up. And if you're telling your kid, buck up or deal with it, be a man, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're not acknowledging the fact that, you know, your kids are fucked up. You know, they got issues. They have things going on. You know, be there for them. Then, you know, where do they turn to? And sometimes they turn to places that are really, really dark. And, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're that you're that parent looking at your child like, you know, why would you do what you've done? And that's not good either. Because like I said, when those things explode, sometimes they explode in really, really bad ways. Um, case in point, 
Michigan school shooting. No. Kid, kid may have been, you know, kid been bullied. You know, uh, it, you know, it, it's get bullied in school. Now they have these horrible outlets in which to, you know, rectify the situation. So now, you know, four four families have to mourn the loss of their 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 child their children. I don't know how the fuck you come back from that. I don't know. I I don't know if I could. But they're probably going to charge the parents. Yeah, the parents are getting charged as well. Should be. But, uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. The, the the parents did everything except join the kid in shooting up the school. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I um, hope that okay. So let me let me preface this. Uh, I do not want any more. Uh, no one wants any more shootings, pretty much. Uh, but uh, in the event something you know like this happens again, I would hope the parents are being held accountable as well, because I I I just think it's just an example of you know blatant neglect or just just bad parenting honestly hey uh they will be if they're black whoa did i oh hey there hey all right now the Uh, student wasn't black nah nah um they they were uh they would definitely pale um okay but if we're if we're moving in if we're moving into this area uh okay all right I wanted to put some, I wanted to put this whole thing, you know, th- this whole mindset into perspective for some people who who don't get it. Like there are people, and once again, I don't say this mockingly. There are people in in Match Generation who I've talked to about it who don't because they've never had to deal with it. Don't understand the mindset that that was instilled in us. Oh God, no. Do, do you Still realize that, do you realize that when when we were kids and it's a joke now but if you look back and you actually think about it logically it's fucking ridiculous if we got injured scratch a gash if we got we had an open wound on our knee or on our arm or on our elbow like open and bleeding my grandparents' generation's response to that was rub a hand. Throw some dirt on it. <laughs> yes. Wait, what was it? Rub, rub some dirt, on, dirt it. on it. Oh my Put a God. handful of dirt in an open wound. That's about, that's about the dumbest shit I've ever. Actually, no, I've heard the dumber stuff, but like that, that's up there at least. Man, we are lucky that we didn't have amputations. Oh my god! <laughs> How do you? Bruh. Why? <laughs> it just wow. Grab <laughs> oh, a handful of dirt and slam it in an open wound? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't know about you, but that sounds perfectly logical to me. <laughs> I mean, I just thank God I had plenty of people 
in my family who were in either medicine or mortuary who, if they were around, were like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. We have antiseptic and shit for that. Right. (laughs) But if I was with certain family members, yeah. Just grab a handful of dirt. Shove it in that bleeding, gaping hole in your leg. (laughs) And and keep going. Keep going. Go in the house. Wash it off. Bandage it. Clean it. Come back out. Continue to play if you feel up to it. Uh Okay. Stay outside. The majority of the dirt and shit, yeah. That's what we got told. (laughs) That's what we got told. Yeah, and and basically that was that was us, you know, being uh, you know, be tough, you know, walk it off. You know, all of that, all of that, you know, toxic masculinity stuff. Now, understand something like. In a lot of ways, that toughness mindset has served me well, question mark? I mean, you know, I, I, I've been hit by cars six times. I have jumped from a second-story balcony a la New Jack onto a pile of idiots. Like I've I've done some in hindsight irresponsible stuff and walked away from it. Um, and some of it I didn't even feel. So you know I I feel like for me I'm still okay with the still okay with with wanting people to be tough. Do not crumble at the first sign of adversity. With a lot of things, for this for me, like with a lot of other things, there has to be a middle ground. Yes. It can't be someone said something, someone said something mean to me, I am now hiding in a corner for a week. No. You still have to be able to persevere. You still have to be able to work through things. Um, because there is the other extreme where, you know, someone looked at me wrong, now I need a safe space. Yeah, because the fact is that life is tough and you have to yeah. be able to persevere. No, but not not everything is walk it off. Right. Like not everything is... <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be. It's supposed to be ridiculous expression of ridiculous behavior. Yeah, yeah, that's no. definitely that. That's definitely true. We, yeah. So anyway, um. Bottom line is, is that you know if you're if 
you know, don't be afraid to admit that, you know, there's some things that you simply cannot handle. Um, take care of your mental health. You never know when, you know, you might have to be a source for somebody else. Um, and if you need, if you feel like, you know, you need it, uh, find it somewhere or seek, seek it out. Because if you don't, you know, you may end up in a situation that is not to your liking and nobody wants that. So, but, um, Matthew, you had mentioned, um, you know, hopefully there won't be any more school shootings and unfortunately statistics no, uh, suggest not, that, not that the hopefully cause it's God forbid, but it's going to happen again because that's yeah. how things are. Uh, let's put it this way: Since August the first, there have been thirty of them. Jesus, oh, I haven't been keeping track, but uh, thirty school shootings since August August the first. So, um, we are in a culture where uh, people like their guns. <laughs> you know, it, it it's just, it's as simple as that. Um, and and the most vulnerable amongst us are the ones dealing with it right now. Um, so if you are the spouse of a teacher or a educator of any kind, no, like being that's like being married to a black man. <laughs> you know, they walk out their front door and you don't know if they're coming back or not. Because no. There are school shootings, you know, that are happening way too fucking often. November the 30th, a 15-year-old sophomore opened fire at Oxford High School in Michigan. Um, the night of November the 30th, three people were injured, one fatally in a shooting at a pair of basketball games at a Tennessee high school. Yeah. I mean, just things like that. Here, And this is what we're talking about. 30 school shootings believe this year 63 people killed um or injured in a school shooting it's just it's we we are in a situation where you know mental health and access to guns equals some really fucked up situations and unfortunately we have a um we have a government that wants to do very little about it. They don't want to enforce the laws that are on the books. And they don't want to, um, you know, create new ones. Uh, you know, there is not the political will to do anything about it. To, to do something as simple as background checks, which is a slam dunk Slam dunk measure. It's a it's a it's a measure that gets ninety percent approval from everybody across the board. Them Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gun owners. Seven out of ten gun owners support you know background universal background checks. But um, you know, is a a vocal is a large vocal psychotic minority that doesn't want it to happen. So. In the meantime, while we can't get our shit together on that, you know, people, you know, our our children and educators are paying the price. 
I said after Newtown that, you know, I, I didn't hold out much hope because that we would they would do anything because, you know, if you didn't if you didn't care enough to do anything after digging um bullets out of the skulls of elementary school kids, then you know, that was pretty much the ball game. And that's exactly what it was. After Newtown, nothing changed. It was elementary school children. There was children. Hmm? Babies. And nothing changed. So it it as irksome and as much as it pisses me off. Um because I like I said, people just love their guns and they love their Second Amendment. Um and I fully believe that, you know, guns make, you know, you know, access to a gun, you know, gives, you know, false courage to pussies. Um, this is what we're left with. And it's unfortunate and it sucks. Uh, but until the political will changes, then nothing is ever going to happen. So I have no problems with people owning guns. Um, to be fair, I don't either. Law-abiding citizens own guns for protection. You know, you you take your gun out to hunt, or you want to take it to protect your house, protect your family. I don't have a problem with that either. I mean, hell, I was the only member of my immediate family who didn't get a new gun for Christmas last year. Um, you know, and if if folks, it's a really Big word. If the government were to come storming in my house and want to take all of my axes, swords, spears, (laughs) sorted other stuff, I'd be pissed too. However, however, that's not what's happening. We're, we're, we're not talking about shock troops coming in, grabbing your guns, grabbing your ammo, and telling you you can't use them anymore. You're talking about and control and regulation. And one of the that, things that always pisses me off is when someone implies that the government is coming to take our guns away. Yes! Oh, stupid. Yes! Not. They're trying to see to it that people who shouldn't be holding guns can't fucking get them. Yeah, can't um, fucking use them. You can you can look this up. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the uh, the previous administration uh, passed a measure that made it easier for people who had mental health issues to gain access to weapons. You know, part of this. Part of this is either lack of foresight or willful, willful ignorance on the part of lawmakers past and present. How do you not see things like this coming? How do you not think that some whack job is going to play nice just well enough Get a hold of an assault rifle. How do you not see that as a possibility? How do you not factor that into your decision making? 
Oh, wait, because probably because someone's paying you not to. Exactly. <laughs> ding, 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 as you are fond of saying. No, it is hard to tell somebody to believe something when they're paid not to. Unfortunately, our children, you know, our children, uh, you know, educators, um, they're paying the price. It's a fucking shame, and it it, it irks me to no end. But, you know, it, you know, and and this is where and this is where this 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 is what pissed me off the the most this this weekend. Um, amongst amongst, you know. One of the few things that you know fucking grind, grinded my gears this weekend. Um, you know, we had the school shooting in Michigan. Um, four kids, four children, teenagers, four children. Yeah. Um, and this this stained congressman Thomas Massey the great state of Kentucky uh, tweets out a Christmas photo of him and his entire family holding assault rifles um, in front of the Christmas tree. You can, you can find it. You can look shit up. Um, with some with, with something about Merry Christmas, Dear Santa, bring us ammo. Yeah, I mean the, 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 the school, the shooting only happened less than a week before. But this cum stain thought that this was a good time to put that out there. You know, it's, it's just the, the the lack of giving a shit anymore about you know, nihilism is what we're dealing with on a daily basis. And now I, I I understand you know people's um understand people's being tired of and dealing with uh politics um listening to and you know understand all that i i genuinely do because when you when you when you're in when you're in it for you know on a daily basis it can be exhausting um but this is the reason why it is important. And I think that's for everybody to have to kind of come to their own terms about because, you know, they count on us not being educated. They count on us not being informed. They count on us not caring. But then they can turn around and they can put dickheads like this in positions where, you know, you can be constantly gaslit by somebody who wants to, you know, a, 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 a wants to tweet out a picture of his entire family holding AR-15s. Now, a week after a school shooting where four kids lose their lives, yeah, we it's bullshit. It's complete and utter bullshit. And you know, it's not something that I'm ever going to accept. I hope that you know generation that comes after us you know matthew 
Um, I hope that you guys stay informed, stay up to date, make sure that you, you know, do what you need to do to make sure that you have, you know, proper representation. Um, you know, when it comes to your congressman, your senators, your president, perhaps, make sure that they're working for you, not making sure that they're working for, you know, people that, you know, don't have your best interests in mind. So, yeah, that's 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 my thought on that. And I know that we we went through, you know, two or three different, you know, subjects on that one. But, you know, I felt like I had to get that one out because this whole school shooting thing really got to me, you know, and I think it gets to every parent who has kids, especially kids of a, of a certain age. Yeah. You know, don't send your kid off thinking this may be the day that they die. You don't send your kid to school thinking that they may not come home. Excuse you send your kids off to school to get a fucking education. They shouldn't have to be dodging bullets in the uh should be dodging bullets in the in the lunchroom. It's fucked up. You have to do better. Teachers should never Unless we actually go into full-fledged wartime, teachers should never have to do gun drills. Air drills? Yeah, absolutely. Hell, blood drills. Not drills. There, there, there should never come a time where teachers, I mean, where, where, where they should even have to deal with an, I mean, no one should have to deal with an active shooter, but certainly not fucking teachers, man. Oh. Like, uh, just. continue to be disappointed in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um and like I was saying, like I like I mentioned before, um you know, we we have to try to leave our world better than the one that we came into and we are failing miserably so far, so we have to you have to continue to, you know, try and 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 you know, do the best we can because we can't leave this world like this for the people that come behind us. I mean, they, you know, bad enough they think that we are, you know, psychotic Neanderthals as it is, and they aren't half wrong. But you know, to leave them with such such a, a state of decay in our environment and in our politics and you know, in the way that we view the world and the way that the world views us, we have to do better. Let's do better. So, I know we have a limited amount of time left, so I want to have a little fun. Did you all get the text that I sent about 10 minutes or so ago? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So, it's the holiday season. And if you are like a few people I know, you have already started watching Christmas movies. Hell, you started watching them 
on November 26th. I honestly try to avoid them, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't. <laughs> it's all the same, dude. It's all the same. Oh, you're not alone. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm all for Rudolph. One or two other things. But in general, the whole Hallmark thing, I want nothing to do with. <laughs> I, I, oh, my God. There are 5,000 Hallmark movies with three plots and two stars. I mean... Right. But I want you two to take up this challenge. So, you are each not only writing, but starring in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I want to know what your movie is and what the plot and what the plot is. So, I'm going to take my formula for a Christmas movie. It's going to be a little bit different than the traditional one, right? Uh, I'm thinking, y'all heard of a a Die Hard Christmas, right? First off, Uh, Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. But, uh... Let's but go on. The the Grinch, right? The Grinch is gonna be the big bad, right? It's gonna be the big bad, and Santa, he's he's feeling a little bit washed up, and he, you know, he's got a he's got a you know being off duty for ninety percent of the the fucking year, right? He's got to you know rub the sleep out of his eyes and everything like that, you know, put on a few pounds, uh, but he's gonna go to town, all right? He's gonna save Christmas, yeah. And <laughs> Uh huh. Are you? Yeah. Are Are you implying? Yeah. At Are you implying Santa versus the Grinch holiday comp? Absolutely. You know what? I'll even throw in a fucking mech battle in there as well. That'd be pretty cool. No, some some real Power Ranger shit, you know, Santa nice. Mac, Grinch Mac, or fuck Power Rangers. Let's go like King Kong, Godzilla scale. Let's do that, but in a mech. See, for you, I had a much different vision. For you, I called it Christmas Code, mm-hmm. and it's a story. Of your average millennial gamer computer geek who creates a program uh-huh. he falls in love with. Oh dear. He wishes upon a Christmas star when he awakes Christmas morning, his program. It's a full-fledged human of his gender choice. <laughs> and they do all of the wonderful Christmassy stuff. Go ice skating. They, they, they unwrap presents. They do all of that stuff. But then at some point her code starts, or there, there, Code starts to deteriorate. And so he has to put 
digital love of his life on a thumb drive and quest <laughs> all the way up to the North Pole and get Santa and his elves to fashion a real body for his love. And they live happily ever after. <laughs> that that sounds entirely plausible. Doesn't it though? Doesn't it though? And it sounds like it would star Melissa Joan Hart and maybe Scott Wolf. Or <laughs> Scott Wolf. Oh God. <laughs> Someone else who does nothing but make Hallmark Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, look, it is a it is a fairly lucrative uh, business to be in. It really is. All right, Darren, what's your holiday movie? See, here's the see, here's the thing. Um, I may I may have to come back to you because the honest my 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 holiday movie has already been made. Um, is that that Christmas classic, Bad Santa? Oh my God. Yeah, we we talk, <laughs> we talk we talk a lot about the greatest Christmas movies ever made. <laughs> I would humbly submit to you that Bad Santa may be the greatest Christmas movie ever made. There may <laughs> never be a greater Santa Claus on planet Earth than Billy Bob Thornton. Drinks, does drugs, hangs BBWs in the butt, oh. and robs malls <laughs> on his on his off time with the help of an elf. The help of an elf. Honestly, you can't get. A greater and, and and curses out children. I keep forgetting about that. Curses out children. You can't yeah, get pretty, much that better than that. Bro. I mean, it, it is absolutely the most fantastic uh, Christmas movie of all time, and you know that includes Die Hard. <laughs> no. Oh, it doesn't. But that's beside the point. Now, for you. The real answer is Darren Johnson stars in Christmas at the Crossroads. It's the story. It's the story of an old blues man who has been playing the same song all his life and can't write another one. So in in, in true blues fashion, he finds a crossroad and makes a deal with the devil. Mm. A whole bunch of songs, including somehow the single greatest, never before thought of Christmas blues song. Because Christmas and the blues, they go hand in hand. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you got that right. Especially when you get that credit card bill. See, <laughs> and it rockets him to stardom. And to fame, and he has everything he wants. He knows that it ends on Christmas Eve. 
Mm. As he settles in his big comfy chair, knowing that when he wakens the next day, he will go back to being unknown. Everything will get erased. Drifts off, snoring, oblivious to everything going on around him. This is the part that we specifically picked Darren for. (laughs) Only to be awakened by a noise. That noise is Santa Claus, who sits down in the nowhere near as comfortable chair near him in on the other side of the room and actually tells him that he didn't make a deal with the devil made a deal with Santa Claus and his life will continue to be great until he passes away ho 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 Merry Christmas to all oh oh man beautiful that, that right there that 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 is touching. That would that would <laughs> shit that that would that would induce a tear from even my cold black heart. And I can see it. I mean, I can definitely see the part about about the old blues man sleeping in a chair because you know we know him. Well, that's real life. Exactly. <laughs> Hell, I, I do that daily. It doesn't even have to be Christmas time. Hey, you know, the best fiction comes from fact. Yes, there's a certain amount of fact in every piece of fiction, most definitely. And so um, maybe I think, well, I, I think what we should do is next time we meet, we should figure out what is actually the greatest Christmas movie of all time and why you two are wrong saying anything other than Die Hard. <laughs> okay, okay, most definitely. Most definitely. Next time uh we, we yeah, next next time we uh we record. Matter of fact, next time we record, we will uh we will give our list under the table with the top five. Our top Top five, top three, whatever list of uh, you know the greatest Christmas movies of all time, and we can debate exactly why Bad Santa is you know number one. And I can prove why Darren is once again incorrect. <laughs> I mean, we know Matt's gonna be wrong because oh, I'm always wrong, dude. I'm at a disadvantage. Yeah. Y'all got the A's over me. I mean, even though he can sit on his little magic box pull up every Christmas movie ever. Yeah. Watch them all. Unlike the rest of us who had to wait 12 months at a time for for them to come back on when we was youngins. Yeah, because, you know, we're, we're, we're stuck with It's a Wonderful Life. And a Christmas right. story. Right. <laughs> so yes. Ne- next uh next next time we record it will be 
Now, us putting our top five Christmas movies and once again, um, finding out why Matthew is, you know, the wrongest of the wrong. We don't even know what I'm going to say. We just know that I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> we we have confidence in the fact that you will be wrong. <laughs> I, 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 so do I. Yeah. I have confidence uh, in myself. <laughs> all right, gents, any final thoughts? I, there's no thoughts to go through this head, man. I'm sorry. It, chip, 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 keep yours brief because you have limited lung capacity. Mm-hmm. Simple. Take no excuses. Take no excuses. Someone's out there that needs you. Let him in. Mm. Yes. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, take care of your mental health. Um, be kind to yourself and the people around you. And get vaccinated. I knew that was coming. That's always, man. I'm serious. <laughs> we're heading into the winter months. Where you know, like we're we're running out of uh, we're running out of Greek letters for variants. So you know, well, we have the what is the Omegatron. Omicron. Now we oh have now, now we have the Omicron virus, and now they're naming them after Transformers. So, you know, before it's all letter, before it's all over, it's going to be in, it's going to be Swahili and and things of that nature. So, oh before boy. they start, you know, before they start making variants where they can blame it on black people, let's make sure that we get our shit together. Did I botch that? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, play us out. Oh, Megatron. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. See you next time.